magnify the name of the Lord tonight. Dear God, we love you, Jesus. We bless your holy name, O God. We give you all of the glory. We give you all of the honor tonight, dear God. Have your way in our hearts. Have your way in our minds, dear Lord. Fill us, dear Lord. O God, with your sweet spirit, O Lord. Lord, we can do nothing without you, Jesus. We need your power. We need your strength. We need your anointing, O oh great God, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. If you have a Bible, let's turn to the book of 2 Kings, chapter 10. We're also going to read from Psalms, chapter 69. Second Kings chapter 10. I want to read one passage in scripture, verse 16. And he said, come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. So they made him ride in his chariot. Psalm chapter 69, beginning at verse Number seven, because for thy sake I have borne reproach, shame hath covered my face. I am become a stranger unto my brother, brethren, and an alien unto my mother's children. For the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up, and the reproach, reproaches of them that reproached thee are fallen upon me. By the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I want to talk about a zeal for the Lord. Yeah. Zeal for the Lord. Thank God. You can be seated tonight. Sunday night we talked about how that Jesus, when he entered into the temple, and he entered in, he saw things happening in the house of the Lord that shouldn't be happening. 
You know, the writer talked about us knowing how to behave ourselves in the house of the Lord. There's a way that we ought to act in the house of the Lord. And then there's a way that we shouldn't act in God's house. I believe that we ought to know how to behave tonight in God's presence and in God's house. I believe we ought to know what we're here for and what the house of the Lord is here for. The Lord, Isaiah prophesied about it being a house of prayer. For all people. And so when Jesus walked into the temple and he saw what was taking place in the temple, wasn't much prayer going on. There was a whole lot of nonsense that was taking place. The Bible says that Jesus began to turn things upside down, or should I say right side up. He began to set some things in order, put some things in line. And as you read, you'll find out that when he did this, the Bible says that the disciples remembered the scripture where it said that the zeal of thine house have eaten me up. They remembered and they understood exactly why Jesus was doing what he was doing. There was a passion. There was a fervor. There was a zeal that he had for the house of the Lord, and for the things of God, and ensuring that the right things are taking place, and that things are in order, and that things are in line. To have zeal means to be, to have a passion. You are full of fervor. You are enthusiastic. You are excited about what you're doing. You're pouring you're all into it. You are on fire yeah. for what it, what you are believing in. Yeah. The prophet, I, the prophet Jeremiah, he got to the point where people were, um, they didn't want to hear what he had to say. Right. They were persecuting him, and he said, "So okay, you know what? I'm not gonna say anything else. I'm done. I'm gonna be quiet." But see, there was something that was inside of Jeremiah that wouldn't allow him to be quiet despite the persecution that was coming his way, despite the disagreements, despite the slanderous words, despite the evil doors. There was something inside of Jeremiah that wouldn't allow him to be quiet. And he said that God's word is shut up in my bones like a fire. And I can't contain it. I can't I can't keep quiet about it. I gotta lift up my voice like a trump. And I gotta let it be. I gotta proclaim, thus saith the word of the Lord. You know what? I think we ought to be on fire about the right thing tonight. I believe we ought to have zeal for the right thing tonight. I believe we ought to be enthusiastic about the right thing tonight. I believe we ought to be excited. About the things of God and about God's word. About God's plan. You can be seated tonight. We read here in 2 Kings chapter, chapter 10 where Jehu, it is time for him to fulfill the whole purpose and reason for him being anointed king. That is to execute judgment 
upon the house of Ahab. And he comes and he is, he's clearing house. He is taking care of things that have been long overdue. Yeah. And the Bible says that he would come. And he asked this young man, he asked him, he said, is thy heart right? He said, is your heart like my heart? It's important that you align yourself with people that have the right heart yeah. or the right spirit. It's important that you align yourself with people that see things the way that you see it. And I'm not saying according to your own opinion, but I'm talking about according to God's word. Yeah. I want to unite myself with people that believe yeah. in God's word. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't want to be united with unbelievers. I don't want to be united with murmurers and complainers and gossipers. I want to be united with people that are going to link arms and say, you know what? They may doubt, but I believe that we are well able to do this. I believe it. The psalmist said how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. He didn't say dwell together in division. He didn't say to dwell together in quarrelsomes and fights. He said dwell together in unity, honey. It's a blessed place when we are dwelling together, when our minds are on the right thing. He didn't say division. You can be seated tonight. Matter of fact, you ought to know how to handle those that cause division. We ought to know how to go about that. Paul tells us, he said, mark them. Yep. Mark them. Yep. Now, for some people, that's, that's hard for them to do. And because of it, they're in a state where they have fallen away. And they're at a point where, spiritually speaking, they're in a bad place. Yep. Their, their minds are darkened because they don't want to do that. But you got to remember, just like Acts 2.38 and John 3.5, that's in the word as well. Yeah. The Bible says to mark them that causes division and offenses and that are contrary to the doctrine that you have learned. You know, I'm, I'm trying to obey this doctrine. Yes. I'm trying to hold on to this doctrine. I'm trying to hold on to the doctrine of Christ. And I don't need nobody talking me out of my salvation. I don't need nobody talking me out of my faith. I don't need nobody talking me out of my Holy Ghost experience. So you got to mark them. And you got to have nothing to do with them. That's it. That's it. Some people can't handle that. I'm going to tell you. It's because of that. Some people are in a real bad place spiritually. Hear that. They're in a dark place. Mine is full of all kind of wickedness and perversion. Because they won't, they won't do that. But you know what? I gotta obey that just like Acts 238. Right. I gotta obey that just like John 3 5. Yep. Deuteronomy 6 and 4. We love that scripture, right? Oh yeah. We want to tell people all about it, right? Well, you know what? I gotta obey that just like that. I can't take what scriptures I want and what I don't want I throw to the wayside. This ain't the buffet tonight. This is the word of God. Either you eat the whole book or you don't eat it at all. It's the whole entire thing. You can be seated tonight. Oh yeah. So Jehu wanted to know, is your heart like my heart? Are we on the same page here tonight? This morning. 
or whenever it happened. He said, oh, we on the, is your heart like my heart? Do you have the right heart? He said, yeah, I do. He said, give me, give me your hand. He said, come up in my chariot and see my zeal for the Lord. Yes. I believe we ought to have a zeal for the Lord tonight. Yeah. Yes. I believe we ought to have a zeal for that which is right and that which is holy tonight. I believe we ought to fight with everything that we have to hold on to it. I believe that we ought not to look at things and let it slide by and turn the other, and turn the other way like we don't see what's going on and like we don't know it's going to, it's going to threaten everything that God is trying to do and produce in people's lives. I don't believe that. Do you know that the opposite of zeal is apathy? Yes. It's an indifference yes. position, an unconcerned position, right. a position that, well, that don't concern me. I ain't concerned about that. I'll let somebody else knock those doors. I'll let somebody else teach those Bible studies. I'll let somebody else pray for those young people around the altar, despite the fact that when I was their age, somebody was around the altar tearing from me and laying hands on me. But now I'm so removed. I'm, I'm so unconcerned. I can't, I'm not concerned about that. Honey, I don't want an unclean spirit of apathy to get a hold of me. I want to be concerned about the things of God. I want to be on fire. I want to be full. Energy. I want to be vibrant. I want to be excited about that which is right. Yes. You can be seated tonight. That which is right. He said, come. Now, believe it or not, there are people that are very zealous when it comes to an evil work. Very zealous. Zealous. They are all riled up and stirred up. You'll read the Apostle Paul where he he told them, he told the, uh, the church, he talked about how that um, his, how that he persecuted the church yes. and wasted it. Yes. In another place he said, concerning zeal, persecuting the church. His energy his his passion was directed in the wrong direction. Right. It was he he thought he was doing something good, but he was completely out of line. Yep. He was completely wrong. So that energy, that passion, that fervor that he had for what he believed in, it was targeted in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. But when Jesus got a hold of him. When Jesus changed his mind and opened his eyes and helped him to see clearly, you'll find out that with the same passion and fervor that he persecuted the church with, he proclaimed the name of Jesus even more with that same zeal and with that same passion and with that same fervor and with that same excitement. What are you saying? I believe we need to put that fervor and that passion in the right direction. I don't think it needs to be backed up behind hard sayings and, and bitterness and anger and malice. I think it needs to be directed towards a Bible study. I think it needs to be directed towards outreach. I think it needs to be directed in a prayer room where you cry and you weep for the lost. 
about having that zeal in the right direction. Yeah. You can be seated tonight. There are some people, their zeal is towards an evil work. Right. Towards doing evil. Saying evil things. Saying things that only tear apart. And just makes people the worst off. Jesus talked about the Pharisees. And he said, woe unto you. He said, because when you're done with people, you make them twofold child of hell. You make their situation, you make them worse when you are done with them. There are some people that after you've talked to them, you're none the better. You're just worse off. There are some people that after you're around them, see, because their zeal and their passion is directed in all the wrong places and in all the wrong things. And it only tears people down. It only makes people worse off than what they already was. You, you read about Job and how Job is already in a bad place. He's already in a bad state. And his friends, they come along and they are running their mouths and they are, by the words that they're saying, they're making Job doubt and make him to rise up to have to offend himself. In one place he called the miserable comforters. You know what? I don't want miserable people around me. Do you know the old saying is misery loves company. There are some people their life, they flushed their life down the tubes a long time ago with the decisions and the actions that they have made and now they're not happy. They want you to go down the same path of destruction but I don't want to surround myself with miserable people. I want to surround myself with people that are of faith, that are heading in the right direction. I don't want to surround my, my, myself with people that fill up football stadiums. Honey, I'm coming to the house of the Lord. Take me to the house of my father. Take me to the house of the Lord. I can care about somebody running down a, a, a pinskin ball down a field. Honey, I want to be in God's place where the blessings is, where the Holy Ghost is pouring out. You're wasting your time on nonsense. Your zeal is towards something else. It is directed towards something else. It's not directed in the right place. And Jehu, you can be seated tonight. Jehu, was full of zeal. He was full of passion and fervor. He said, come with me. And let me show you. Let me show you my zeal yeah. for the Lord. Yeah. Let me show you that I'm about to do a great work for the Lord. Mighty exploits for the Lord. And he went and he cleaned house. Yep. He didn't leave anything undone to the point where he told them, he said, you get all of those false prophets together. He said, and if anybody, let anybody escape, your life is going to be for the one that escaped. You talk about getting down to business. Yeah. You talk about getting down to spiritual business and not letting anything get away. We got to grab the things, those the devil by the throat and not let him get away, not let him escape. We got to make it up in our mind that I'm putting everything to the sword. I don't want, I'm not, I'm not letting 
letting anything hang around. I'm destroying it once and for all. I'm getting rid of that pride once and for all. I'm getting rid of that bitterness once and for all. I'm getting rid of that rebellion. Hey, I'm getting rid of that pornography once and for all. I want to live for the Lord. I want to be right with God. Oh, come on, somebody. Let me see your seal for the Lord. Come on, I think in prayer we ought to be zealous. I think in worship we ought to be full of zeal and passion and fervor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Be seated tonight. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Do you know God wants someone to stand up for what is right? He's looking for someone to stand up for what is right. Question is, am I going to stand up for what's right? I'm going to just let anything go. Because here's the thing. People say, well, that's none of my business. That don't affect me. Yeah, don't affect me. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. You know what it affects? It affects this right here. You let wickedness thrive. You let ungodliness into the church you think it's no big deal. You think it's, ain't my place to say nothing. That kind of stuff causes services to dry up. How many know God is not going to dwell in the midst of ungodliness? And you know what? We need God to fill this house. We need God to fill this house. Amen? Let me remind you that it does affect you. How many want your children to be filled with the Holy Ghost? So don't turn. Don't bury your head in the sand and turn your head to the wayside and say it don't affect me. Oh, yes, it does. I need my child to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I didn't come for some kind of social party. I didn't come to say that I'm a part of such and such place. I came to be filled with the Holy Ghost. My children need the Holy Ghost. I need to be concerned about that. Yes. You can be seated tonight. Yes. I'm talking about a zeal. A zeal for the Lord. You'll read in the book of Numbers where Balak has tried to get Balaam, has hired Balaam to curse God's people. And we know the account that It didn't go well as every time he opened his mouth, he wasn't able to curse him but bless him. But you'll find out that Balak, that Balaam did give Balak a little insight on how to make them stumble and fall. That's right. He did. And so you have Israel stumbling and falling as they get involved with the Midianites. They get involved in all kinds of evil, corrupt and perverse things. They're bowing down before their gods. You'll find out that because of it, plague broke out amongst them. The Bible says that if I'm not mistaken, 24,000 people lost their lives that day. Plague has broken out. And it is touching 
it is touching them. It's touching their their families. It's touching their children. Everybody standing at the door of the congregation, the door of the tabernacle, the congregation, weeping, sobbing over what is going on. But there was one that had enough. You talk about being so arrogant and proud and lifted up. As one Israelite, he walks in with a Midianite woman on his arms. He walks in in the midst of great difficulty. You talk about not being concerned. You talk about an attitude of, I don't care. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Ain't nobody going to do nothing about it. And he goes to his tent to get involved in all manner of perversion. There was one that saw this. The Bible says he grabbed the javelin and he followed it. The Bible says that he pierced both of them through with that javelin. And guess what? When he did, the plague stopped. Yes, it did. It stopped. It stopped. And you know what God said? God said, I found what? In other words, one that was zealous for his God. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about you having a zeal for God. That you care so much about God and how and what God thinks and how he feels that there is a righteous. Listen, I did say righteous. There is a righteous indignation that rises up in you and says, oh, no, this can't happen here. This can't go on here. Do you know that's what caused Jesus to go in there and turn over those tables? And the Bible says he even braided a whip according that he went in and he cleared house. There was a righteous indignation that rose up in him and says, no, this is not what this is for. This is the house of prayer and you got to get out of here with that kind of mindset, with that kind of attitude, with that kind of contrary spirit. It has to go. There is no room for that here. Somebody got to let that righteous indignation rise up inside of you and say, we're standing for what is right we're not burying our head in the sand see I care about what God thinks I care about how he feels I want to be right with him yeah. I want to be right with him somebody got to make it up in your mind that I'm going to get a zeal for God yeah. and I don't care who it is I got to let them know that don't go on in here we're not doing that here we're not letting that kind of spirit come on not here. Come on. That's right. Not here. Mm. Can be seated tonight. Mm-hmm. Come up in my chariot and see my zeal for the Lord. Come with me. Come on. Come on out on outreach and see my zeal for the Lord. Yeah. You know, we should be at outreach. Amen. Amen. We should be excited about that. Amen. Yeah. 
Come on, come into my Bible study and let me show you my passion and my strong desire to tell somebody that uh, Jesus loves them and that there is only one God and that he can wash you clean of all of your sins. He can fill you with the Holy Ghost. He can change your life for the good. You want to be zealous about something? Be zealous about the right thing. Be zealous about the holy things. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Psalmist said, Psalmist described, see, this is a problem. And I'm going to tell you something. You're going to have to make it up in your mind on whether you want to be accepted or whether you want to do something for God. The psalmist describes something that I can't help but to take note of and look at. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you sincerely not pretend or act like when you sincerely Make up in your mind that I'm going to do something for God. I'm going to let God use me. And I'm going to pour all of my heart into it. Everybody's not going to like it. That's right. I said it before. You would think that we're all on the same team, right? We're all fighting for the same thing, right? But you'll find out it's not always the case. That's right. How did Paul said, all men don't have faith. That's right. All men don't have faith. You know, you can only pretend for so long. That's it. You can only keep it hidden for so long. The truth is bound to come out. That's right. It's bound to come out. It's bound to come out. And the psalmist described something. He talked about how that he was at a place because he wanted to do something for God. He wanted to live for God. And he talked about how that now he is. He is a, he's an alien. He's a stranger to his brethren, to his mother's children. He said, the zeal of thine house have eaten me up. And the reproaches of them that reproach thee have fallen on me. In other words, those that fight against God, those that speak against God, now they're speaking against the psalmist because he's trying to live for God. He's trying to serve the Lord with all of his heart, with all of his mind. you got to make it up in your mind that above everything else, I want God to have his way in my life. And I want to be used by God. And I want to do something great for God. You know what? You got to look at the oppositional force. And you got to let it know that you don't, you are not going to intimidate me. You're not going to back me down in a corner. You're not going to cause me to tuck tail and run. You're not going to cause me to throw in the tower. I got a made up mind. Listen, it's important that you got a made up mind towards the right thing. That you are determined about the right thing. 
I'm sorry tonight. I'm not wavering. I'm not backing up. Matter of fact, I want to do what the Lord told the prophet to do. He talked about having a face like a flint. You're talking about being determined, steadfast, unmovable. This is what God has called me to do. And I don't care who says anything. I'm going to do what God has called me to do. You don't like it? You're going to have to deal with it. Come and see my zeal for the Lord. Come and see my passion for God. Come and see my fervor that I have for the kingdom of God. Yeah. Be seated tonight. I don't believe we ought to just do things any kind of way. I don't believe that we just need to come and have church just any kind of way. Just be all lackadaisical and have a, a, a casual approach about the house of the Lord. I need to come in here with some zeal tonight, yeah. and I need to get those hands in the air. Yeah. I need to lift. Yeah. It's amazing to me the people that can go to football stadiums yeah. and lift up their hands and lift up their voice, but in the house of the Lord, they want to whisper. They want to barely say anything. Listen, I got to give praise to who it's due to, and that is Jesus. That is Jesus. Come on, somebody. Where is that zeal? Where is that passion? Where is that zeal of praise? Where is that zeal to call upon the name of the Lord? Where is that fire? Be seated tonight. Thank you. Thank you. We get so we're so passionate about so many things, so many different things. I'm gonna tell you something. Those things can't do anything for us. I can't say it enough. Our world is in chaos tonight. It's in chaos tonight. I'm going to tell you something. What this world needs is Jesus. Yeah. What they need is the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I hope we don't get tired of hearing that. That's right. Come on. I hope we don't get tired of hearing that. Oh, I hope some young person ain't bored with that and just waiting for the service to be over with so they can go and get involved in what other... I'm leave that alone. Believe that alone. But it's amazing what we can get excited for. Yeah. It's amazing what we are full of passion and zeal about. And this is the only thing that's going to save you. That's right. This is the only thing that's going to keep you. That's right. It's the only thing that's going to sustain you. This is it. We can't say it enough. People, they, you know. I know that people wonder why we keep hearing that because we need to hear it over yes. and over and over again. Yes. Do you know that's what the book of Deuteronomy is about? They needed to be repeated again. It's good to hear it over and over again. It's good to hear that this world don't have nothing to offer you but heartache and pain and misery and let down. But not in the church. Not the Holy Ghost. Because it'll take you from glory to glory. I want to be excited about that. I want to be energetic about that. I want to have some passion about what we're doing tonight. I want to believe in it. Amen. Thank you. 
let's remain standing tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, dear God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Talking about zeal. Yeah. What we're doing here. Church service. Prayer rooms. Yes. They need to be prayers. Yes. That are fervent. Yes. And effectual. Yes. I'm going to tell you, we've had enough of dry prayers. Come on now. Come on, we're living in some wicked days. And it ain't getting any better. We need some effectual, fervent Perfect prayers prayer. yeah. that touches heaven, yeah. that gets God's attention. How many want to get God's attention? Yes. You want his attention? Oh, 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 oh yes. What did the Bible tell us about Elijah? He was some. He wasn't no different from us. He was a man of light passions, but his prayers was fervent and effectual, and God heard him. Yes. Yes. God heard him. God moved on his behalf. Yes. He moved on his behalf. Mm-hmm. We got the, listen, we got the answer. It's right in this book. You don't need to look for the answer anywhere else. That's right. It's right there in the book. Amen. We just need to open it up. And we need to be full of zeal about getting in and seeing what that book is saying. Yeah. Seeing what God is trying to reveal to us. Right. Because I'm going to tell you, there are people. That are zealous for it's the wrong thing. And I'm, I don't take joy in saying it, but there are some people that are going to suffer loss. They're gonna, it's going to be a very hard fall for some people. And it's an unfortunate thing because it doesn't have to be that way. It didn't have to be that way. All we're doing is trying to serve the Lord, amen? You know, we, we, we let too many things stir up our emotions. We let too many things get our attention. We need to be zealous about the right thing. How about being zealous about soul winning? That's a good thing. So many people want to, well, maybe, uh, maybe next week, maybe next month, maybe next year, as if we're going to determine when we're going to be able to do anything. We take things for so for granted. But the Bible says we better say, we better learn to say the Lord's will. We'll do this. But we forget that because we just got our lives just mapped on out. And this is how it's going to happen. Jesus told his disciples what he said. Say not in a certain amount of months. Then there will be harvest. He said I tell you to lift up your eyes and see that the harvest is right. See, the problem is we got our eyes down here. And our eyes are focused on this temple world. And because of it, we can't see that the harvest is white. There are people that are just out there waiting for you to bring them Jesus. There are just people out there waiting on your job. Instead of you compromising and blending in with them, let's give them Jesus. Hey, let's show them Jesus. Let's show them Jesus in our speech. Let's show them Jesus in our conduct. Let's show them Jesus in our dress. Yes, it does matter how you dress. You know, holiness is still an important thing. You know that, right? You got these smart ones. I guess they are educated now. Holiness is 
I tell you, without holiness, no man is going to see nobody. That's the word. You got to take that word. You got to apply it just like anything else. You got to believe in it. You got to have faith in it. Because truth be told, the outward just reveals what's sitting on the inside. From what I see, there's a lot of bad things on the inside of some people. But you know what? I pray. I pray that God wakes them up. I pray that God shakes them up. And get zealous about the right thing. Get some passion about the right thing. Be enthusiastic about the right thing. So many people have enthusiasm. You see them, whatever that is, they're doing. On the job or wherever else, they are. They're all about it. And guess what? We're supposed to be. But guess what? I'm not supposed to come into the house of the Lord and drag myself in. This is the house of prayer. This is the house. Listen, this is where lives are changed. Can you remember the day God filled you with the Holy Ghost? Can you remember that day? You weren't just, you weren't just casually praying. It was full of zeal. It was full of passion. You wanted the Holy Ghost more than anything else. You know what? I believe we ought to get back to that place. Then Jesus talked to a certain church and he told them, he said, he told them about how they have left from their first love. And in so many words, he told them, get back to that place where they have fallen. You know what he told them to be? He told them, be zealous and repent. It's a good thing to repent on a daily basis. It's a good thing to say, you know what, I'm going to get this cleared up with God. I'm going to clear the air with God. And I'm not just going to do it any kind of way. I'm going to, I'm going to call on him. I'm going to cry out to him. I'm going to let God know that I messed up again and I need him to get it right. Read Psalms 51. That's a good way to start. You'll find out that David took responsibility for his own actions. David didn't point the finger. He didn't try to pass the buck. He took responsibilities for his own action. He said, purge me with hyssop, and I shall be whiter than snow. He said, create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. What did he say? Restore the joy of thy salvation unto me. Make me to hear joy and gladness. Restore me. Restore me. Renew me. Feel me. Help me to get it right. Help me to get it back in line. Help me to get back on track. I believe that when it's concerned that I need to be full of passion and zeal to get it back where it used to be. When I love church more than anything, when I couldn't wait to get to the house of the Lord, when I couldn't wait to get to the prayer room, when I couldn't wait to dwell amongst brothers and sisters of light, precious faith. Get me back to that place, God, where I reverence you, where I, where I stand in awe, being in your presence. Help me to get back there. Help me to be zealous about getting it back 
right. Get it back in line. Help it not to fall on a hard heart. Help it not to go in one ear and not the other. Help me to really be sincere. Let's lift up our hands tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. You know, when you preach like this, the devil don't like to hear this kind of stuff. And he tries to rise up. But I come to let the devil know I come to serve him. Notice tonight, you ain't got no place here. No place here. We are running you out. We're kicking you out. We will. We will be fervent. We will be zealous concerning the things of God. We will not casually approach the almighty God. God has been too good. God has been too kind. God has been too loving. I'm not just going to come and do whatever. No! I'm going to come with reverence. Come on, somebody, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Come on, somebody. Come on. Stadiums are packed up, packed out all over the world, and they're shouting. You're going to let them outshout you tonight. You're going to let them outpraise you tonight. You got a reason to praise. You got a reason to be loud. You got a reason to be thankful. Come on, somebody, lift up your voice. Lift up your heart with your hands. Come on, somebody. Where's your zeal? Where's that passion at? Where's that fervence at? Where is it? Come on. God, deliver me from apathy. Deliver me from an indifferent behavior and attitude. Help me to be concerned. Help me to care. Help me to care. Help me to care. Somebody lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Come on, somebody. How long has it been? How long has it been since I repented? How long has it been since I've asked God to forgive me? Forgive me, Lord. I believe it's a good time to get it right with him. I believe it's a good time to ask God. Oh, God, forgive me for how I'm thinking. Forgive me for how I'm acting. Forgive me for where I've been. Forgive me for what I've yielded myself to. Forgive me, Jesus. Give me back, God. Restore. Restore the joy of thy salvation. Give me back to that place where I once was. Give me back to that place where I once was. I'm going to die without it. I'm going to die without having that kind of zeal. I'm going to die without having that kind of passion. This altar is open tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody come down with your heart lifted with your hands. Calling upon the name of the Lord. I mean really focusing. Come on, let those tears flow. Talk to him. Be real with God. Come on, don't keep it. Don't keep those things hidden any longer. Don't keep those things secret any longer. You let God know about it. You confess it unto him. Oh, the writer said if we would confess our sins unto him.
that he is faithful and just to forgive us of it. I believe we ought to get real with God. I believe we ought to get real with God. Somebody talk to him tonight. Come on, young person. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Focus. Let God touch your mind. Oh, come with me and see my zeal. Come up in my turn and see my zeal for the Lord. Not for this world. Not for money. Not for fame. Not for fortune. But my zeal for the Lord. Let my zeal be directed in the right direction. In the right place. Oh, somebody call on him. Cry out to him tonight. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I give you all of my heart. I give you all of my mind. Come on. Don't keep those hands by your side. Lift them up. Get them in the air. Lift up your voice. Do it with passion. Do it with fervor. I'm here to worship you, Jesus. This ain't about nobody else. This is between me and you, Jesus. I'm here for you. I'm here to see you. I'm here to talk to you. I'm here to lift up my voice unto you. Like a fire shut up in my bones. I want the world to know. You are God.